Sounds good. Nine o'clock. Hello, everyone. I'm Ben Gramico from InterNACHI, and uh, this is an InterNACHI webinar. And we do InterNACHI webinars. They're all free and online and recorded. So if you register for a webinar and you can't attend because uh, you're doing a home inspection, good for you. Um, you can watch it later. Uh, we'll put it up on our YouTube channel and things like that. And uh, sometimes I teach and sometimes we have a special guest. And today we have a special guest. It's my buddy Peter Hopkins from United Infrared and Sewer Scan. Uh, he does both. Um, I think we did a webinar together a little while ago about uh, infrared. Moisture. Oh, moisture, you're right. Yes. The perfect pairing. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, today we're gonna talk about sewer scans and sewer scopes or whatever you wanna call them. And um, InterNACHI has a, a, a training program as well. And there are many other programs out here, but I wanna hear what Peter has to say about sewer scan uh, underground piping inspections. So thanks, Peter, uh, again, for taking time out and spending time with us um, and uh, doing an InterNACHI webinar. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So I think we'll just uh, get started. Sure. So um, just let me know that the screen's up for you. And then uh, are we all good? Uh, not quite. Okay. Let me see it again. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, share screen. You cannot. Oh, you have to unshare from your side. It's it's saying you cannot start share screen while the other's participant is sharing. Ah, uh, 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 uh. Okay, go for it. Maybe that's it. Okay, share screen. There we go. Tell me that's all up and we're good to go. We are good to go. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks everybody for taking the time out today to participate in the InterNACHI webinar series. And today we're gonna to be presenting on sewer scan, getting to the root of it with sewer inspections. Uh, first off, Ben, happy birthday. Thank you. He, he, he held that on the down low. It's, it's like a magic number 40, right? <laughs> See, I noticed uh, for any of those seeing Ben's picture there, you'll see his beard is a little scruffy. I did comment on that earlier. I, I guess he's got to go to the underground barber to get that taken care of. But uh, anyways, <laughs> happy birthday to you, brother. And uh, you. let's uh, get this going here today. Hey, one, 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 more, one more thing, Peter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make sure, I just want to double check, make sure everybody can see your screen. Make sure it's shared again, okay? Can you give it one more try? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, you want me to hit new share? Yeah. There we go. And it's it's showing sharing from my side. I just can't see yours. Awesome. Side, so. Okay. All right. It. Sounds good. And I'm sure people will give you feedback if they have any problem with viewing that. Anyway, so getting to the root of it, what we really want to talk about today is expanding your vision, basically seeing things that you cannot see on a normal home inspection. And the end result is should be increasing your opportunity or more dollars. And that's going to be particularly important in today's uh, market. You know, you guys, we're, we're in a whole different market today and we're having to kind of reinvent some things. We're going to talk about a few of those options, but uh, let's go through this today. Thank very much to uh, InterNACHI for sponsoring this webinar and having us out here today. Um, so a little housekeeping, everybody's on mute. Obviously, we're going to have a chance for you guys to ask some questions at the end. Um, we have some special opportunities, especially for InterNACHI members. As always, 
And so let's go through the agenda. We're going to talk about getting to the root of it. Can I make some money with it? You know, that's really important. Some guys have uh, found like things like infrared where they invested money and they were just giving it away. And we want to make sure that's not the case with sewer inspections. So why would you even do it? You know, gosh, why are you going to get your hands dirty? We're going to talk about that. Will my agents go for it? What kind of equipment does it take? Some basics about sewer inspections, some examples, show me the money. And uh, we're going to talk about Texas today. So for those Texas listeners, I hope you guys are going to see the value. If you haven't found out already, we're going to give you some good information at the end. And we're going to go through some questions and answers. All right. So one of the questions that you might want to think of is that, do you want to exceed the standards? All right. Um, you know, you don't have to. These are options with any standard of practices. Basically, you can stick to the basics or you can blow away your competition. But the big thing about this is, is that if you're going to blow away your competition, you're going to increase your risk. And what you need to understand is increasing your risk should be increasing your reward. And so we talked about infrared scanning. Some guys are even doing it for free. And sometimes f people feel like they don't have a choice. Uh, for some reason, they feel like they have to do it to compete. And I want to tell you, you know, I've done over 7,000 home inspections myself um, in the business 24 years. And I have never done infrared as part of my home inspection. I've always left it as an additional ancillary service. And, um, you know, the idea is just like with sewer inspections is how do we increase our inspection fees? And this was one thing that I did where I kept it separate because I didn't want to devalue what I was charging at a minimum $350. In fact, tomorrow I have a brand new construction home um, where they elected to have me do the infrared portion as well. So I don't do it as part of the home inspection. I keep it as a separate service, but that gave me an extra $300 for about an hour's worth of work of scanning the building envelope for insulation deficiency. So these are things just like the sewer inspection is how do we increase our baseline revenue um, so that we can bring up our fee one. And keep in mind that when you do make more money, um, I think that's everybody's goal uh, in this is how do we make more money on what we do, uh, work, work uh, smarter, not harder kind of attitude. And in some cases, um, when times like this, when the economy's down a bit, um, how you make more revenue doing this. So um, when it comes to infrared, you know, like I said, in my entire business, I've never included infrared in my standard home inspection because if I was, I was gonna make sure I got paid more money. Um, sewer scans are different in the way that people need this now. They will pay for it. I don't want you to feel like you ever have to give away this. I forbid you. All right, so a couple things to know about when it comes to home inspectors. Home inspectors, and you guys know this or may not have thought about it, but hopefully we're going to enlighten you. Home inspectors are the most trusted people in the real estate transaction. That's a fact. Realtors and attorneys are typically paid for by the sellers. Appraisers are paid by the, uh, by the buyer but work for the bank. Termites typically a loan requirement. But home inspectors are looking out for their clients' best interests. They work and are paid for by the buyer. They help their clients make the biggest decision in their life. And the transaction depends on you doing your job. So reality is your clients will listen to you and spend more money with you. You just need to know how to capture it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So why do it? Is there a need for sewer inspections? Well, according to Cost Helper, the average cost of a sewer line replacement is 7,400. Now, one thing I can tell you is, is I have not found in my years since 2000, 
uh, 14, I've been performing sewer inspections and I have not found a repair that's pretty much under 2,500. So anytime that we're going down two, three feet, five feet, and we're going down the yard anywhere, even if it's just a joint, it's going to be about a $2,500 minimum repair on a sewer line. I have had $40,000 repairs. In fact, I had one last week that's probably between 10 to $25,000 repair. I'm going to show you a picture of that. That's just from Friday. And these things just you know, you don't know until you get in there. And, um, and that's why I want you to understand that you can have a drain line that's 90% clogged. And as a home inspector, you're going in, you're testing the tub, you're testing the toilet, and somehow that water flows through. 90% of what goes down the line is water. Unless you're putting solid particulate down that toilet, you know, a good flush like one of our children might do, uh, you know, that clogs the line, you know, you, you don't know the true effect of what's going on underneath. You know, you're depending on, hey, if something backs up, well, I can tell you, I've had homes that completely seem to go well with the, with the plumbing inspection. And then, uh, you know, we go down the sewer line, we find out we've got major problems. And so, in fact, that was just on Friday. No sign of it during the entire home inspection. I'll show you those pictures. So home inspectors identify visual condition. It's really what about the unseen? All right, so here's in a nutshell. This is what it comes down to. It's 15 minutes of work, and it's like a 25 to 40% increase in job fee. A sewer inspection is going to bring to light the unseen and potentially save your clients thousands. Why do I say that, and why is this so important? Here's the thing, is that if we do not do a sewer inspection, okay, I want you guys to envision what happens when they close escrow, they move in. Whose fault is it when they find out their line backed up? Of course, it's yours. They blame everybody, the realtors, everybody who had anything to do with this thing. The termite inspector, it's his fault too, right? Everybody sues everybody. And what we're trying to consider is, is that when you, even though, you know, your biggest negative from realtors is going to be, hey, that's um, costing my clients more. Well, my gosh, guess what? It is one of the items that is going to be a requirement of sale. And so I'm going to tell you, 15 minutes of work, it's going to be a 25 to 40% increase in job fee. I don't know how you can go wrong. And saving your clients thousands. All right, so broker's perspective. Will my agents go for it? Keep in mind that, you know, this is what we were alluding to. It's just like, you know, you can have reverse polarity. You can have broken doors, broken windows. People might accept poor grading. These are all things that people will negotiate in a transaction. It usually doesn't necessarily make or break a transaction unless they didn't want the house to begin with. But a broken sewer is not a negotiation. And here's things. What you got to think about is it's going to be a requirement of sale. Name a buyer. Name, think of your own spouse. Would they accept a, a house? You're going in to buy a house and they got a broken sewer and they're selling this for market. Well, unless that house was significantly below market, people have no idea how much is this is going to cost. As I said, it could be a $2,500 repair. It could be a $40,000 repair on the line. So we do not know that. So it's typically going to be a requirement of a sale. It's not going to be something that the sellers are going to say, oh, we'll put $5,000 in and you're going to accept it because they don't know how much that big number is going to be. Now, here's the thing. If a buyer cancels the transaction because of this broken seller, uh, sewer and the seller won't fix it, guess what? They're going to be fixing it anyways because legally in most jurisdictions throughout the U.S. and even outside of the U.S., the sellers are now going to have to disclose that condition saying we have a broken sewer. Now, 
think about it. Which buyer is going to come in and say, yeah, I'll take that house with the broken sewer. It's not going to happen. So finding the problem, fixing the problem is going to be a win-win for all. You're going to see that the agents, the buyers, everybody are going to be very happy. And I'm going to tell you a little simple trick. Those same agents who might find, hey, haven't you do all these extra little service things? Well, when you start finding problems, and I'm going to tell you 70% of the sewers I go down have problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it's one of those things that if, if we find it, that agent is going to be our client going forward. So here's an example. This is somebody that I approached before I started doing sewer inspections. It's actually my sister. She's one of the top agents in, in pretty much all of Nevada. And she, her position was pretty much, and as most agents should be, is basically you, it's in their best interest that they know everything about the property up front, whether, whatever type of inspection it is, because it's those things that come back and bite you that kill your business. A true successful agent is not thinking about their business today, but thinking about their business tomorrow. So if we've got a, uh, you know, a client that finds and they're happy and we find a bunch of problem and it gets fixed, they're happy. They're going to refer all their friends and family members to that agent. So it's in their best benefit. So here's some examples she sent me and why she was motivating me to really get into this. And I'm going to tell you, you know, when I started in 2014, there was no training out there on how to do this type of stuff. It was stuff that I, I tried to look out there. It's like kind of an expectation that plumbers know how to do this. The, the manufacturers sell cameras. There was no training because the, the market that was doing this was plumbers and they know what they're doing, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for us, we had to develop the training. I had to go through, um, I spent a year in development going through every home, trying to look for opportunities. And then I created a curriculum over that year. And then we launched the, our training course. So this was a house that she had. She sent me an example. Now this is what I want you to understand is the client moved in and afterwards, this is that exact example where they, they backed up, they were mad at her and who do they call? They call her, they call the inspector, they pull the toilet and they pull these roots out of the toilet. Now, keep in mind that tree didn't start inside the house. It started outside. I think if you guys saw the slide before, you'll see where that tree is. And those roots were found their way up through the system and backed it up. So when they pull this out, now this is going to be rooting, but now they've got damage in this line. It just doesn't appear through the drain line. There's damage in it. These are the things why doing a sewer inspection is important. This is another client of hers where basically called her up, takes a picture. I don't think anybody wants to take a bath in that. Now, can, why would it be brown? Can you imagine? Well, this is sewer line that's backed up and this is going to be rare unless, you know, I get some inspectors that say, hey, I'll fill up all the tubs and drain them all at the same time so that we can test it. But again, most of what's going down that drain line is water. And so that opportunity is you may not see this. And that's why it's very important to have that additional vision. So what I want you to do is think about in your business, how many homes fall into this category? Basically 20 years old, you might see a new clean out out front. Now think about this. When you guys see a new clean out in front of that house, do you think that's a problem or not? I'm going to tell you what I think. When I see a new clean out, that means to me that they got problems. And why? Because they're constantly having to root this line out. Now we talked about haircuts, Ben, haircuts. We're going to get some haircuts. So we talked about haircuts and why do we get a haircut? Because we have to. What has happens? Our hair grows back in some areas better than others. Um, but in this case, the roots are the same thing. So when they get a rooter out, he trims the roots. But in six months to a year, those roots are back. And so that's why you need to understand that this is going to be a constant maintenance item on a home. And so 
think about this. In your business, what percentage of your business falls into this category? So now I want you to think about what your average inspection fee is. You know, how many of you'd like to increase your fee but not sure how to do it? Now, plumbers in my area, I'm in Southern California, are typically charged between two and $500 for a sewer inspection. Now, how many homeowners know to hire a guy to camera the sewer line during the inspection contingency period? Well, one thing I did when I was kind of researching this field is I kind of went on Zillow. You can do the same thing and do Google search for sewer inspections. I found a massive influx of information coming from Los Angeles, California, where pretty much it was the standard. Like every realtor was saying it's absolutely a a part of a transaction. Same thing as like chimney inspections. These are very important that you get a, a sewer inspection, a chimney inspection, you know, obviously. So depending on where you are in the country, you're going to find that this can vary, you know, you know, price wise and everything. But I think what you'll find in the end is, is that like in my area, they're like 350, um, you know, and it ends up being a, a you know, 30 to 40% of my inspection fee, you know, that, that charge, uh, what we end up charging. And guys who are saying, I can only get $150. Well, you'll find that probably your average inspection fees are a little bit lower than we are. In fact, I'm averaging currently about $630 uh, per inspection. So, and that's because of adding these services. So anyways, when it comes to it, many people don't know to hire even an inspector sometimes unless their agent told them they should do it. Um, obviously, they're trying to protect their, protect their butts. And so I think as you find out as time goes, you'll find that this is a, another added item that they will be encouraging. So, you know, what I look at is a pitch and I want you guys to understand this because I do get multiple inspector firms that ask questions like, I'm going to get one sewer camera and I'm going to have that guy go around and do them on with my eight guys that I have. Okay. So I want you to think about a couple of things, you know, I want you to know a fact, only 50% of my sewer inspections are pre-sold, okay? So of all the sewer inspections I do, 50% of them are pre-sold. I sell the other 50% of my inspections on site at the inspection. So what does that mean for you? You need to seriously think about, do we have one guy doing inspections for all eight of our inspectors or do we have a camera in everybody's car? Now, if you've got a newer inspector who's mainly just doing condos and townhouses, I get it. You know what, probably not gonna do a lot of sewer inspections. So maybe not have to have one in that guy's hands. And maybe you think about, hey, if you get any house that's over those 20 years of age, those are gonna be a higher sale rate, you know? But if you got a lot of new construction and certain guys, you just give new homes. Like when I hire a new guy, they're mostly townhouses and condos because I know where my risk is as the house gets older, the opportunity. So thinking about having a camera in guys' hands that are doing those homes that are in those areas that are older, and those are very important as sending your good experienced inspectors to those locations. Obviously, you're going to need an accessible cleanout. It's a big question I get asked all the time. You know, what do you do if you can't find it? Well, I'm going to tell you, my job when I show up as a home inspector is as a home inspector. And so when I have an ancillary service, let's say I'm doing a pool and spa and the pool's empty shouldn't be empty or a spa and it's empty. I can't do the spa inspection. It is what it is. We try and prep our clients for what we can, but unfortunately they're not going to be that bummed that I can't do it because I can't do it. My primary business is home inspection. When it comes to sewer inspections or spa inspections, guess what? That was an ancillary service. Now imagine if you were a plumber and you were hired to come out and do a sewer inspection 
you're going to have to figure out a way to do it. They're not going to be bummed if I can't do it because my job was really the home inspection, but the plumber, or if you open a sewer inspection company only, and believe me, I've had a couple of guys do this where they buy our training, they buy a camera and they end up buying multiple cameras and just start a sewer company. But the expectations are higher when that's what your primary business is. So that's why I tell you, think about that. Um, so let's say the office doesn't pre-sell it. Okay. But they probably told them about it, but they didn't buy at that time. Obviously, when you get to the home inspection, the confidence level of your clients comes on strong right at about 10 to 15 minutes after they get there. They realize this guy's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing. He's doing a great job. And then I bring it on. I'll bring it on and letting them know that, hey, guys, you know, I noticed a clean out. You've got some trees in the front of your house. You've got a 30-year-old home. You might want to consider having a sewer inspection. Now, it's not necessary that we have to do it. You can hire anybody. I'd recommend getting it done before the close of escrow. But here's how I price myself. Average guys are $350 in my area. I charge $350. But I do it for half price if done while we're at the home inspection. Keep in mind, my door fee, my inspector fee, is in my home inspection. So if I can add any money onto this at this point, this is like a profit center. You know, these are things that can bring up. So this is where I'm coming to my numbers. If I do a $500 inspection, I do $175 add-on, which was half of the 350, I got a 35% increase. Now I get people in some areas, I know Colorado's one of them where the sewer fees are a little bit lower. And so guys will say, hey, I'm getting $100, $125, $150. Okay, fine. But you'll also probably find that the home inspection fee is not at $500. It's probably a little bit lower. So those percentages I gave you were pretty much carry across the board. Here's something to understand. People buy out of fear. The minute I present that to the client and let them know that you got some trees, 30-year-old house, I'm putting the fear in them. And people buy out of fear. They fear that if they don't do it, something really bad can happen. Well, this is where I take in my statistics. If I tell you that 70% of the sewers that I go down have problems and I bring that forward to them, I'm putting fear into them. Well, what is a home inspection for in the first place? It's to help them understand what's going on. So why would you invest in a portion of it and not all of it? And that's why every kind of ancillary service that you guys can offer will give you opportunity to increase your revenue. All right, so let's go through some basics on the sewer. What you need to know is basically you have an upper lateral, a lower lateral. That's pretty much your house. Cleanouts. Cleanouts have pretty much always been required. What happens if we don't have a cleanup? Guess what, guys? You're not doing a sewer inspection. If you can't get through, if there's sometimes you go through the roof, probably maybe less than 10% of my inspections are done through the roof. But um, in those cases, pretty much since the 1970s, they've almost eliminated three-inch vent stacks. Well, I pretty much need a three-inch vent stock. It gets a little tight when you get onto a two-inch vent stack to push a camera down. There are some cameras that tell you, hey, we can go through a toilet, you know, but I'm going to tell you there's limitations to every one of these aspects. You know, I'm pretty much looking for a clean out outside. I get people like in Washington state that tell me there's no cleanouts outside. Okay. Did you look downstairs in the basement? Or if you look in a lower area, um, lower bedroom, bathroom, hallway, the cleanouts are there. They've always been required. And so what you're looking for is a three or four inch line that you're going to be finding your entrance. And as you run a camera down that line, you're going to see things like broken cracks, fractures, uh, bellies, and all those kinds of fun problems.
So this is pretty much your basics. You'll also find that there usually is a clean out that's out at the front near the street. These are typically standard on how these systems were built. So when they build communities, they would usually have this typical layout. All right, so as I said, as much as they've always been required, if you find a newer cleanout, it's usually a sign that they've had problems because what's happening is they're having to take care of those problems on a regular basis. And usually the process is if we don't have a cleanout or it's honestly, it's probably buried, but if they can't find it, what happens is the plumbers are coming inside of the house and removing the toilet. Now, I don't know about you guys, but how many of you guys look forward to the day that a house cleaner comes into your house or somebody's working in your house? My God, we work what well, we used to be working all the time. And then we come home and we want our peace and quiet. And all of a sudden we're now getting all these workers in, especially a plumber. And then you have to see what's called the synonymous plumber's crack. You don't want to see that. So then he sells you after about the third time, third year in a row doing this, he's selling you on the idea, hey, why don't we put a clean out outside? It's 1500 bucks and I'll never have to come in your house. And they're going, yes, that's what I want to do. All right. So tree roots are bad. What wow. we're looking for is that, you know, when we get to a sewer line, this picture is kind of more of a picture with a house trap. Um, unless you're a four inch line, a lot of cameras have a hard time going through any kind of those. But more of this is to kind of explaining that to find out if you have a problem in a line, you're going to need a camera. And then if you were to locate it, you can use a locator to locate that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about equipment to kind of give you guys some ideas and things to think about. At the end of the day, everybody listening to this webinar drives a different car. All right. You drive a Volkswagen, you drive a Mercedes. Good kudos to that guy. Um, although Mercedes came out with that Metris van, which is fine, might be okay. I personally drive a Dodge uh, Pro City. I think it's like a perfect size vehicle for home inspectors. You know, these uh, cargo, mini cargo vans kind of get our tools in there. But you got to think about what kind of car and, uh, that you drive and what is it going to fit. And, you know, um, cost is, a, is something to think about. Um, but you know, also when it comes to cost, keep in mind, there's enough money in here that you guys can afford the good stuff. The probably the number one camera out the market is rigid. And that's because plumbers, that's the ones they're using, you know, and, and it's a great camera for plumbers. Um, but you've got to determine what is the best camera for you. And so I'm going to give you some things to think about. Hey, All Peter. Right. Hey, yes. hey, Peter. Yeah. Uh, Jordan asks uh, on this topic, you know, uh, there's Whirler and Rigid. What do you recommend and what kind of warranty uh, do the cameras uh, have and what do you recommend about warranties? Sure, absolutely. And I'm going to go through that as we okay. go, as we get through further, I'm going to go through some of the camera stuff. Okay. And, um, and so we'll hit a lot more of that stuff at the end. So we make sure we have enough time because I've got some big information and for those in Texas that I'm sure they want to hear what I have to say. Cool. All right. So in my business, you know, this was a car I used to drive. It was one of the things, in fact, that's now my, was my son's car. And now I'm passing it on to my daughter is that it was compact. Now, why did I drive a Kia Soul? Because it got decent mileage. It was getting like 27 miles the gallon. And I do, I do about 33,000 miles a year. And so it's something to consider. What kind of camera do you have and will it fit? You know, so some of the cameras with big reels, you know, also consider, is it an open area in your car? So like my van is open from the front to the back. And will that, uh, you know, am I having something that was just down a sewer line sitting open inside my vehicle? A lot of times if you have a truck, those are great, but as long as you have some kind of truck cover to keep that protected, you know, when you get home, some guys are having to pull equipment out, especially the expensive stuff. So for the home inspector, most of our tools are under $1,000 and they can be hidden and stuff, but these are usually pretty big and bulky. And so you got to think about that and what kind of vehicle do you have and what will fit. 
And how much line do you need? It's a big question. It's probably the number one question I get guys out there is, is that do you need a 200 foot camera line? The reality is, is that the code requires a clean out every 100 feet. And so, you know, as much as I was kind of explaining earlier is, is that when I do the inspection, my primary job is home inspection. And if I can't do a spa inspection because it's empty, I can't do it. You know, um, when you're doing a home inspection, another thing to consider is your job is to look at a representative sample of windows, but not necessarily test every window not look at every inch of a house because there's going to be things that are concealed like furniture, mirrors, pictures, and stuff like that. And so what I want you to think about that is when it comes to the sewer line is that you have a requirement. There should be access to that clean out. If we don't have access, we don't do it. We let a plumber do it. But if we do have access to it and we get into it, what you're going to find is you will find there are more cleanouts down the line and they do require them every hundred feet. What do you do if you can't go past hundred feet? Like if you got a camera, for example, the camera I use only has hundred feet, but when that comes to that, I've had situations where I go down, I see the other cleanout, and there's no access to it. Well, it's the same thing as your home inspection. You're going to find that, Hey, I have limitations to my business. Your garage was full of stuff. I can't look at every little aspect. And so those are things to think about. So reality is don't let the length of the camera be a big factor in what you purchase. But if it's important to you and you find that this is what you're doing, like if you're a standalone sewer company, you probably do need longer length because there are going to be situations where you cannot locate a clean out. So if you're a plumbing company and you're there to do the sewer line, you better be prepared to do the sewer line, better be prepared to pull the toilet and get in through that system. So it's going to be important. When I look at it from a home inspection, I'm there to test everything I can. And I'm going to tell you, it's almost rare if you ever will find a sewer line that has the problem at 125 feet that didn't exist before. Most of those problems are going to be near the house where all the uh, trees are. And as you go down the line and where you pass through the street, the curb area, where the city, where they put in the original infrastructure and where you connected to it, those are usually where the problems are. So keep in mind, if you have a longer length, it requires a bigger, thicker push rod, and it's usually a heavier, bulkier equipment to consider. So some things to know. So there are two types of cameras on the market. There are a fixed focus camera and a pan and tilt. You got to determine what works for you. I use a pan and tilt. I found that to be the most beneficial for my business because when I do go down a sewer, I want to get up close and personal to areas that I do have problems because these things will go in my report. I'll show you an example later, but the majority of the sewer cameras on the market today are fixed focus forward facing cameras. So they don't have an opportunity to make turns or bends with the camera head. The camera will actually, usually they have a spring and the spring will go through the turns like when you have the 45s and things like that in the line, they'll make the turn. You need a push rod that has that ability to do that. And most of these, all these systems are designed for that factor. I just found that in my business, the pan and tilt works good. Same reason I drive a Dodge. You could drive the Ford, the Nissan, the Chevy. It's whatever works for you. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell you a fact. No customer is ever going to call you up and say, what kind of camera do you have? They're not going to ask you what kind of infrared camera you have. They're not going to ask you how many pixels you have. They're going to ask if you do a sewer inspection or a infrared inspection, et cetera. All right, so recording, this is gonna be pretty much an absolute requirement of your survey. You're gonna to have to produce some kind of product for your client. I record videos and then put photos into my report. Now you're gonna find sewer cameras are starting as low as like five, 600 bucks, no kidding. You guys will find it. Now, 
if you think about every tool you've ever bought that was cheap, okay? I'm sorry, Harbor Freight, but you know what? They got great stuff and I love going in there, but I don't buy the tools from there that I depend on. The things that I need every day, like my good ladders, my receptacle testers, you know, um, you know, the, the tools that I use on a regular basis are usually the good stuff because we've all learned that lesson. When we buy cheap, you get cheap. And so anyways, um, but if you do buy those five, $600 sewer cameras, thousand dollar ones, you're going to find that every little thing is an add-on. You're going to need recording. So make sure that you have some kind of recording distance counter is very important to know how far you are down the line. Um, I'm going to talk about locators, but I find this is the one that's most important for me is that I need to know how far down the line. So I always discuss, I entered the sewer line at the uh, garage or the front of the house and I was 19 feet down line and I found in this case about a 90% root block in there. In fact, this is one of my first sewer inspections that I did. And so you guys can get an idea and I'm going to show you the repair on that later in this presentation. And so now we're going to talk about locators. Now, reality is I use locating on probably only about 15 to 20% of my inspections. And I'm going to tell you why. You guys are going to answer this question. I'm going to leave a slight pause. Time equals, come on, Ben, spit it out your lips. <laughs> right? So time equals money. And you know what? You understand that the more time you spend, the less money you make. And so what I want you to understand is, is although I find this very important and I believe everybody should have a locator, you're going to need to understand that if you start doing that, it is not an exact science and it can get you in trouble. You don't want to report exacts. These things are approximates. They'll never tell you exactly how deep it is or exactly where it is. You're going to know approximately where it is. And so you just keep that as a tip. Whatever system you get and use, always make sure you reference the point that it's an approximate. Um, there are different types of locators. There's different Hertz rates. The camera I use has multiple Hertz rates. You know, there's like 8.9. A lot of the utility companies use like 9.2 or 8.9, and then um, and then usually plumbers use 512. The camera I have has all those different hertz rates that you can read, but you want to make sure that you do have some kind of locator because when the customer asks you, and it's usually the realtor, like, where is it? And you're saying, I don't know, kind of sounds stupid, but at least I'll give a go at it. I'll give a try, but I rarely get asked. Actually, like I said, it's less than 20%. All right, so depth is another thing. Areas specific, we find that some areas of the country, they need to know the depth, um, might be a requirement. There's some areas in Canada where it's absolutely kind of necessary that they identify the depth on the equipment. And so there are locators that are specific for that. Um, the camera I use, they make a locator, but it doesn't do depth. But I have another company that we work with, which is Rycom, that does depth and it does work with all the same frequencies that we have, so we can find that with using different products and there's some other opportunities with these like you can do utility locate and things like that all right so battery or plug-in keep in mind a lot of them have plug-in out there but you don't always have power think about when our economy went down and homes didn't have power you know so you got to make sure you have some kind of power source portability um, you know so you know we I remember when the last downturn in like 2008 we had a lot of foreclosures and homes just didn't have like the water on I, I made a double female end hose where I can hook a hose up to the neighbor's house and then turn the main water shutoff off 
and then I can backfeed water into the plumbing. So I was still able to do somewhat of a plumbing inspection, even though the water was off to the house. But I found that every time I came out there and said, I can't do it, it just didn't look good. So I always want to do what I can. Obviously, electricity is something that's going to be a little different. But the water, we did find a little workaround. And it's just cutting the end off a hose and making two female ends and asking a neighbor, can I use your water for an hour or two? All right, so think about portability, and so batteries are important to me. So what I wanted you to show is kind of a lot of guys ask me, what you know, we're going to go through some examples. Is like, Peter, how do you do this? What do you do in your inspection? And so what I do is I simply add it as a line item. That's a copy of my contract. You can see it was a $450 inspection, um, just a 1,700-square-foot house. And adding that uh, $175 gave me a 38% increase. And so all I do contractually is I don't have a separate contract. I just add a line item saying sewer scan fee, and that's what uh, we add. And so in this case, the office pre-sold that up front. Um, this is the example of the house. You know, I show up to 30-year-old home. You got trees, sewer clean out, all the things that are opportunities for, as we discussed earlier. And this is the kind of stuff we see. So just 20 feet down, we've got pretty much about 80% uh, a bush here uh, in this line. And what was real interesting about this is this home they disclosed when we got there that they repaired the sewer line. So what I'm showing you on the right photo is the repair. That is excess glue. So when they put the joints together, the glue just splooged inside of the line. Well, those would cause blockages just from that. That should not have been, they should have trimmed that. It should have never had that much glue on there. And so this, as I went 18 feet on the bottom right picture, and then the left picture is just after that. So that's where the repair ended. And then we had another root growth right after. So they didn't repair the line. And that's why, you know, when you show up, you ever have the time when you do an inspection and the people go, hey, he's an electrician. Oh my God, we all worry that there's gonna be electrical problems everywhere because he's using job leftovers. So when they tell me they do repairs, even if it's a new construction, I don't know until I look at it. And so seeing is believing. All right, so that basically gets into my inspection report. I take photos, put them right into my inspection report, and then I write a paragraph about what I saw. And then I leave it up to them to basically determine how they're gonna take it from there. But now at least the agent's got photos that's documented. And now this, the buyer's agent's gonna put it off to that agent that you gotta repair this. And they're gonna, the, and I tell almost every buyer that you're not gonna negotiate a dollar figure on these. You're gonna get them to do the repair. Everything else, broken door, you know, kind of the cost. So things to think about. So basically a couple other examples, just 50 feet down the line, this is a transition where basically we're going from one pipe to the next. This is the picture on the right. It's a little harder to see, but that's where you got water backed up in the line that occurs because of these blockages. So when you get water in the line, it could be a blockage, a separation, or a belly, a low point in the line. One of the nice things on this camera um, is it tells me the angle of the camera line. So as you see, six degrees or minus 13, that's telling me the anger of the camera head. So when you're in a belly, although the camera head floats sometimes if it's going uphill you'll know because you'll see the angle of it all right so there's some close-ups just showing you kind of root growth this is offsets and clay line things that are easily seen this is a new home a 10 year old in fact speaking of new I had a 10,000 square foot home last year and the guy had me do everything he hired me to do infrared had me do sewer we had well over a $2,000 home inspection, which is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing for home inspectors to get those kinds of numbers. And, you know, I had a belly, which ended up costing the builder about $5,000 to repair. 
but um, he sent me some photos before and after, so I can always share that with you at another time. But this is just an example of a 10-year-old house. We're going down. It's probably got some construction debris going through the line, and those are things that will cause blockages. Um, this is where I went into a belly just 10 feet into the line, right outside of the – I was going through the garage, and it would be to the left of the garage, if you can see in the photo there where this was occurring, so they had to dig up that yard. Bellies really can't be fixed. They have to be, well, they can't be fixed without digging it up. Um, there is some pipe burst opportunities and they can put in a new line, but just something to be aware. So this is that root line we showed you earlier, 19 feet into the line, and that was the repair afterwards. So basically what they do is they root the line, they remove the roots, and then they do an epoxy sleeve inside that line. All right, so just some more examples. 40-year-old home, we've got some offsets, we've got some pretty much big bushes that you just don't want to go into. Um, I'm going to show you guys, I, I think you notice the picture differences between these pictures right here. So I'm showing you a high definition. Now the camera manufacturer that I use, which is Waller, they're the only ones who make a HD camera. Um, it's a HD pan and tilt and you can see the clarity of this. It's absolutely phenomenal. I remember I, I, I trained for some of the large franchisers. And um, I was recently teaching a large group. In fact, I trained the entire company and I had, you know, like 70 guys in the class and I, I was sitting there and, and I always started off, I say, there's always that guy who has to have the best. You know, you have the iPhone 13, it's not out yet. You know, you're already on the reservation list. You gotta have the best of the best. You gotta decide. Like I said, no customer's ever gonna call you up and ask you what kind of camera you have or anything like that. but. I said, there's always somebody in a crowd who's got to have the best. And so for that reason, this camera is available. And uh, one guy came up to me at the end and he goes, I'm that guy. Anyways, you can see the top right photo, how clear it is just to see that fly. And um, the imagery is just absolutely beautiful. But again, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessary you're going to spend that kind of money. This is about a $10,000 system. But you're not going to have to spend that because the client's not going to ask for it. And at the end, you're going to see the same problems with any of the cameras. It doesn't matter. Even the $1,000 sewer camera is going to see problems. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist selling them. So here's some problems, you know, scale, backup in lines. Here's some excessive scale. So these are cast iron lines that basically need to be cleaned out. They can hydrojet it, there's cleaning methods, but basically keep in mind, every time you clean this out, you're shaving a layer of skin off and it only has so much opportunity for that. So just be aware that once they do that, you can tell a client you can have a hydrojet, but I'd highly recommend having the video inspection afterwards because usually most guys who do hydrojet will offer that the guy in our area he's like you know 450 dollars for a hydrojet and then he charges another 150 for the video and i say pay for it every time because you want to see the condition of that pipe is there any other damage that wasn't present that we couldn't see with this type of survey Here's a completely broken line. This is where they put in a clean out. They just popped it through, threw some cement over it. That works, right? Yeah, sure. And then you can see the whole line's cracked. Those are cockroaches. You can see, and I'm showing you what, what you can see. One of the advantages with a pan and tilt camera, keep in mind when you have a forward facing camera, you're looking forward. You cannot see straight up. You're usually gonna be back about 18 inches or so to see stuff that's forward of you. One of the advantages with pan and tilt is when I get up to items, I can rotate my camera head. In this case, you can see the cracked line in the top left image. You can see that cracked line. So those are beneficial for it. So this is an inspection that I did on Friday. All right, so give you guys an idea. This is the excessive scale in that line. And then what I wanna show you is, is that bottom picture is showing where I went into the line and it was 
filled up halfway with water. Now we don't know the reasons for that. It could be a block, it's separation, but what I'm able to see here by rotating that camera head is you can see that clay pipe, that pipe completely was separated from that line. And so what's funny is I found out they already, they put this clean out in that I went through and I was only seven feet into the line. So keep in mind, this is a 29% increase in that fee. Um, so definitely I, I, I like the $800 and thousand dollar inspections. So here's the kind of uh, picture on the left is showing what a forward facing camera would have. You would be going straight down this pipe and you would go right in the water. And when you get in there, you can't see anything. Um, it's kind of muck. You can see the water's not clear. So just above the water, I was able to rotate the camera head and I was able to see that line completely offset. And this is, like I said, I'm estimating between 20 and 30,000 because of the amount of damage that was in their line and about of repairs that we're going to need. And they still had about 70 feet to get down. So I'm seven feet and it was about 70 feet away for the sewer connection. So things to think about. All right. So let's go through some things. A perfect storm, 20 plus year old home. You got a sewer line accessible. You got trees in the home. All right. So with that being said, we're going to talk about where we're going in the industry. I'm going to tell you there's like seven cities in the state of California that require sewer inspections. In fact, you'll see the municipal codes that show that anytime a house is under real estate. So if it sells a house or they do any remodeling, okay, they require a sewer inspection. So what does this mean? It's something to seriously think about. If the cities are going to be going this route and requiring it, then why would not we want to be a part of that? This is going to be really important because this is what we're going to talk about with the state of Texas in a little bit. All right, so when I do a report, I add, them to, I add the photos to my home inspection. Pretty much every inspection software will allow you to put photos into it. So I put it in. Then I put the video on a thumb drive. Some guys produce their reports after or the next day. You can use YouTube. ISN has a built-in feature that allows you to put up your sewer scan inspection right into ISN. It sends notifications out. So what you do is you can't upload the report. You upload it to YouTube, and then you put the links into ISN. So those are some things you can do. So here's a company who bought for me back in the day, like 2016, they bought one camera and he has four inspectors and he ended up going up to putting on, um, he bought one for every one of the guys and his basically simply in the red, you can read is all my guys love it because it's so easy and they get a raise since I pay them a percentage of the fee. So think about it. Who wouldn't want to make more money? And that's what your guys, if they're on a split 30, 40, 50%, whatever they're getting, the guys can make more money and they can make you more money. And I think that's our goal in all of it. So let's talk about Inanachi and, and Nick talked about some things about the business and how inspectors are going to have a huge demand and increase in demand. And you know what? I am all on board with this because I believe it. What do we, you know, we're typically in the biggest real estate time of our lives right now. So we're, we're usually five to seven days out on inspections and we're all sitting at home listening to Peter Hopkins and Ben doing webinars here. And uh, at the end, you know, it's like we're trying to grow our business. So, you know, what I want you to know is there's some things you can do. Obviously, clean your desk up. How many guys have now seen the light of day on their desk? They've been cleaning up stuff. But, you know, things might be contrary to what you think to do. A lot of people think when the economy goes down, hunker down, man, save every penny. Don't go spending. I'm the opposite. Guys, I'm going to tell you some of the biggest companies in the world started during a depression. Okay, FedEx, Hewlett Packard, Burger King, you know, these companies started during a downturn. So don't think of this as a time to sit back. This is a time to invest and put into your business because you're going to be ready for business and you'll be more prepared. So when the economy, if the economy stays down, why not make more money in what you do as well? 
So Nick talked about hiring some help. Turn down your least profitable work. I'm not a fan. I, I take everything I can. Obviously, you guys can take the decisions that work for you. Raises your crisis a, across the board. But, you know, what he talks about is at increasing your services, you know, adding additional services in your business. And um, those ancillary inspections and number two is turn down your least profitable. Well, now you can get yourself busy when, you know, Nick was saying he didn't take business unless it included some type of ancillary. So some things to think about, you know, obviously I'd rather do the jobs that have more money. You know, and I think everybody here would agree. So there's the camera I use. It's a Wohler. It's a 350 plus. Um, it goes seals up inside of a case. So the 100 foot cable conceals inside of that case. Then you close the lid. This is a 20 pound package. It's got batteries. I'm good for seven or eight inspections per battery. There's two batteries on it. And it's got a, a the monitor you can pull off of there. It's got like a six foot cable. So you can kind of have it on a stand if you want. Um, I like this because it keeps it concealed. It's lightweight. It does the job. And honestly, I've been selling these things since, you know, 2016 now, 2015. And I'm going to tell you, we have a lot of people that are happy. Are you going to have people that don't like it? Absolutely. Again, you guys, I gave you some things to think about as far as what equipment works best for you. You got to make that decision. This is the one that works best for me. I think it's a great home inspector camera. I don't think it's the best plumber camera, only because I think that there's certain expectations as a plumber, like you can't get to that second clean out and you can't do the sewer inspection. So let's say it's a 150 foot line and there's no access. I take the position that our home inspection is based on what we can see and get to at the time of inspection. And if the clean out's not accessible, I know it. As I'm going down the line, I can rotate my camera head and see the clean out. I go out in the yard, I know it's not there. It's buried, which is the majority of the time. And so I have an ex disclaimer, the same disclaimer that goes in my report when I can't inspect a garage because they got so much personal stuff. So Ben asked me, Peter, we got to come up with special specifically for InterNACHI guys. And, you know, we have a special that is going, honestly, the best price we've ever had for our training was um, $100 off. And that's, we have that for this month, but we've increased that a little bit for InterNACHI members. And I'm going to tell you the way it works with our training is basically I have about a five hour course. It's all online. I also give you access to any live course I do. I do about, uh, about a six, seven live classes a year throughout the country. And we always give you the opportunity to come to a live class if you want to at no additional charge. Um, so anyways, the training's available now. It's all online. We give you guys that opportunity for an extra discount, which I'll explain in a minute. A lot of guys are worried about, hey, I, I just don't want to put all my money because I don't know what's going on with the economy right now, but I've got a decent business. I just want to preserve cash. Equipment leases are available. We have that all set up. Here's what it comes down to. If you think you can do one inspection a month, one sewer inspection a month, Okay, you paid for it because if you take a seven or eight thousand uh, dollar uh, loan over five years, it turns out to about one hundred and seventy five dollars, which is exactly the fee that I told you I guys charge. So you guys can write down that link unitedinfrared.com forward slash financing if you want to finance equipment. So we gave one hundred and fifty dollars off the training for InterNACHI members. So basically four hundred and forty nine uh, four hundred forty five dollars that you guys can get it. And here's the clincher. I will give you one hundred percent of the money back. If you purchase a camera from us, I will give you 100% of your training money back. 
you can buy any camera you want. I only sell one particular model because I believe it's a great home inspector camera. It doesn't mean it's the only one out there. Believe me, I've trained guys that are using every different kind of camera that's out there. Okay. And so you got to buy what you want. Don't let this be an inhibitor, but the training is available. All you have to do is send us an email at info at United Infrared and we'll send you an invoice with your discount because we don't publicize this outside of this webinar. Take advantage. It expires on April 30th, but just enter, just enter in the subject line, InterNACHI webinar. Are $150 or $100 off. So if it's $100, if you're an InterNACHI member, you're getting $150 off. And again, I give you 100% of that money back towards the purchase of equipment. And so if you want to look at what equipment we have and stuff, and going back to what Ben was saying, and like the warranties, most cameras have a warranty of a year. Wohler camera has a warranty of a year. They're they, they have a service center right here in the United States, so you're not having to send it off to a country that you can't even get into. Um, you might be waiting months to get your equipment back. Um, there's some manufacturer's incentives. So if you remember that email, info at unitedinfrared.com, um, you guys, there's about, I talked to the manufacturer and I've got about $2,000 of benefits that are on that. So if you go to that website and click on sewer cameras and equipment, you'll see a bunch of accessories. There's some free accessories and promos that are going to come with that. You got to email us and then we'll get you guys, uh, the info on what we have going on. And, um, and right now, uh, insurance elite MGA is doing a, I will give you guys, if anybody knows what you want, you know how to move forward and you can make that decisions quick, um, then I can throw in one year of equipment coverage with your purchase. So that means that if you lose it, break it, damage it, stolen, have your friend steal. I don't know. <laughs> That's illegal. Don't do that. But um, if any of that happens, we'll cover your we'll cover your insurance policy for the first year. And so I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to get to the Texas thing because this is very important for those who do not know. Big announcement headline. All right. In September 2016, when the when the plumbing board was basically at the point where they were going to dissolve for those in Texas, um, the Honorable uh, Pancho Navarez submitted a letter to the Attorney General of the State of Texas, Ken Paxton, and he talked. He asked for an opinion letter uh, specifically on whether real estate inspectors possess statutory authority to perform inspections of sewer lines by camera in Texas. And so uh, Ken took a while to get back to him, but he did get back. In fact, uh, a month ago, there was a letter that came back from Ken to uh uh, Navarro. And basically, here's what it comes down to is, is that the Occupations Codes Chapter 1102's express authorization for a real estate inspector to provide an opinion on real estate's plumbing system likely includes a camera inspection. What he's saying right there is that it likely should be including a camera inspection. The Occupation Code Chapter 1301 requires a person to have a license to engage in activities that constitute plumbing. So they're saying you have to be a plumber. And that was the biggest thing in the state of Texas. You had to be a plumber. Well, the Texas, the Texas State Board of plumbing examiners has by rule defined the service of plumbing to include performing a camera inspection. To that extent, this rule requires a real estate inspector to get a plumbing license to do a job within the scope of his or her real estate license. The rule impermissibly imposes an additional burden, limit, or condition in addition to what legislature has required. Accordingly, a court would have a basis to conclude that this rule is invalid. Cha-ching, Texas! You guys should be excited because this is a big deal. The attorney general for the state of Texas is basically, in a way, saying that we're not going to hear it. 
if you want to go take somebody down, so the Texas, the Texas Home Inspector Licensing Board has said that you can't do it because they followed what the plumbing, but now the Attorney General has, has referenced an opinion. So good luck, anybody. Uh, I'm going to tell you, start buying up now, take advantage of your training because this opportunity is open door for you guys. So you guys can download that. You can look up Ken Paxton's Attorney uh, General letter um, and you can read it. It's a five-page letter of response. So let's go through some questions. We've got a few minutes here. Ben, anything that come in that uh, we can discuss and I want to basically hit what we can if we don't have time we'll basically you guys can email me but I want to make sure we have uh, respect for everybody's time yeah we got a couple of questions and a couple sure. minutes left Dave asks what is the problem with bellies in the pipeline a belly is a low point where it holds water, but it also holds a drain. So I want you, what I want you to envision is somebody's about to go on vacation. They flush a big dookie down that toilet and it sits in the low point. So, you know, they tell you that the, what goes downhill, it starts with an S and S next letter is H and last is a T it goes downhill except when we got a point where it goes uphill so those dookies can get held in there and let's say they go on vacation for a week or two and that line starts to dry out that dookie can then sit there and dry out and become a wall so it becomes a block and so those are the things that causes problems down the line plumbing is required to go downhill at all points yep a nice slope nice straight line in a slope Hey, um, uh, Albert asks, when are you going to be doing a training class in Florida? Uh, in Florida, we will be likely teaching in January. Uh, and when we also, I've got one in September in Vegas. Um, then all you got to do is we do private trainings, guys. If you've got about seven or more guys and want to have a private training, you just contact me and we'll come on out. Nice. Um, we'll, we'll have to keep our, we'll have to wait for this uh, ban on people to get loosened up a little bit, but I think it's coming soon. All right. William asks about um, annual costs of uh, maintenance, maintaining um, cameras. Like what about, uh, does the cable need to be replaced after a certain time? The cable needs to be replaced when you break it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys, I've been doing this since 2014. I have never broke a line, damaged a line. Um, I had a problem where I was the date sometimes was losing on my camera. It was like an internal battery, um, but it gets addressed. Um, I've never had a problem. Now, as a company, we've sold hundreds and hundreds of these units. Um, we've had some people break cables. And I'm going to tell you, 100% of the time, the guys did something that I didn't teach you to do. They Almost every single one's come back and said, Peter, I did something I shouldn't do. I tried to force it, and I just kept going. You know why plumbers break lines you know why plumbers promote cables that are field repairable and all that stuff is because they try and use a sewer camera as a router they try and bust through it when i hit a root and i don't go through it i don't go through it i'm done i take a photo and say we're done 40 feet i hit a block we're yeah, done buyer just needs to know that you basically stop at the first defect that you find, right? You don't push your way through. Nope. If I can go through, I go through. If yeah. I get into a belly and I can see through the water, I keep going. If it's cloggy, you might get yourself in trouble. So I do not try and force my way through anything. My job's to determine for the buyer, do we have a problem or not? And I think yep. that we successfully do that even at the first item and let the plumber deal with the repair. You don't count roof shingles when you say you got damaged roof shingles. You don't say you have 57. You say you have damaged roof, you need a roofer to figure it uh, Mark asks, what is the average amount of time that a sewer inspection adds to a home inspection? 
So this is variable depending on where you are in the country, whether or not you're going through the roof, whether or not, and by the way, if I do a roof, I only do a low slope uh, composition single story house. I don't go on two story roofs up there. Um, average time for me is about 15 to 20 minutes. The actual camera inspection itself is about four minutes. By the time I've cleaned it up, retracted the line, and we have all those methods in our training discussed, including marketing and stuff, you've got about 15 to 20 minutes. Now I get guys in older areas that'll say they spend 30 minutes or 40 minutes. So price yourself accordingly. I also get guys that are charging $250 for this. I tell new inspectors to practice, practice, practice on their own home doing home inspections. And, and SB asks, how long does it take to get good on these uh, sewer scope cameras? So I've had guys that responded to me that after taking the training, they felt confident to do it. And so the reality is, think back to your first inspection, you sucked. I spent five hours on my first home inspection, it was a condo, and I could do it in an hour and a half today. Mm -hmm. You know, you spend more time going, cool, dookie, or cool, we got an offset in the line, and you think about it for five minutes, whereas I'm already done with the sewer inspection. So honestly, getting good, I would say a couple of months, you guys are very confident in your efforts. Try on your own house, right? Absolutely. And your friends, no, nobody's going to turn you down to offer right. some kind of free service, you know, to go help them out. So, right. And get fast, get fast, right. fast, fast. Hey, uh, thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate it. Um, I think we learned a lot. I think you've got some amazing opportunities, especially I love the financing of the camera. Get that camera and bring it back home and, and work on it. Uh, really appreciate your time that you uh, gave us. And uh you know, uh, maybe we'll see you in a convention or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. We will be in teaching some moisture at the Internachi convention. And so coming up, so we're really excited to get back out there and start uh, being out of our house, right? So yeah. anyways, um, I, I really appreciate everybody taking the time. Happy birthday to you, Ben. And then like Thanks. I said, anybody can contact us. If you guys want to sign up for anything with us, just email info at unitedinfrared.com. Thanks, Peter. Really appreciate it. Stay absolutely. safe and healthy. All right. Bye, thank everybody. you so much. All right. Bye.